Hello and welcome to Good House 1968. This is Brother White speaking. What I do is read and interpret from the Tanakh. It's the Hebrew Bible. You can also view the program at these different following locations. Goodhouse1968.airtime.pro Goodhouse1968.net Goodhouse1968.space blogtalkradio.com forward slash goodhouse1968. Also, if you'd like to make a donation to support the ministries, you can by purchasing a track at goodhouse1968.name. You can support by purchasing a track, or you could download a track for free if you, if you don't have to make a payment. It says at Genesis chapter 3, verse 5, it says, Because God knows that on the day you eat, from it your eyes will be opened, and you will see like God, knowing good and evil. Here we see this scripture shows that the Spirit found a, a porthole in the dust. The dust is mankind, because what the, what the Spirit found was two fools in the Garden of Eden, one Eve, and he deceived her into open, getting her to open her porthole where he could, and other spirits could enter. At Genesis chapter 3, verse 6 says, When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it had a pleasing appearance, and that the tree was desirable, for making one wise. She took some of its fruit and ate. The spirits made a fool think that they could, that a fool fruit was good for the taking. They thought they had, they thought they had a friend when they stole the fruit. And this is what Adam and Eve did they thought that they could take from the Lord and get away with it. They thought that he wouldn't mind or that they could just run over him. They thought they were bad men and women that could withstand the penalty for their action. By taking the fruit, the lot they lost contact with reality. And we call for the action became to do wrong and to smell up the place with their wrongdoings. So here we see they actually thought that their wrongdoings was like just a small, like a child steals out of a out of a cookie jar, or you take money out of your parents' purse because you say they owe owe you. You think it's a small thing, but it's not. When they stole from the Lord, it was a big and great thing because they lost their eternal life, and it's never to be regained. 
This is the actions of a fool. And so they will go through hell trying to find, even in hell with the demons, trying to find a life to replace the life they lost. This is the cause of Adam and Eve. Satan, the spirit, Satan, the spirit, has no cause for doing good any place. Satan was given a job in the Garden of Eden, and that was to watch over Adam and Eve. But yet he chose to let his spiritual friends enter into Adam and Eve to do what they wanted to do. That's like you take a child and you hand them over to the molesters. And the molesters do what they want to the child. This is what Satan did. And this is his MOS or his motto. Alright, now going to the Bible reading. We're at Matthew chapter 22, and it says, Yeshua again used parables in speaking to them. The kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding feast for his son. But when he sent his slaves to summon the invited guests to the wedding, they refused to come. So he sent more slaves instructing them to tell the guests. Look, I've prepared my banquet. I've slaughtered my bulls and my fattened cattle. And everything is ready. Come to the wedding. But they weren't interested and went off, one to his farm, another to his business. And the rest grabbed his slaves, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was furious and sent his soldiers who killed those murderers, excuse me, and burned down their city. Then he said to his slaves, Well, the wedding feast is ready, but the ones who were invited didn't deserve it. So go out to the street corners and invite to the banquet as many as you find. The slaves went out into the streets, gathered all the people they couldn't find, the bad along with the good, and the wedding hall was, was, was filled with guests. Now when the king came in to look at the guests, he saw there a man who wasn't dressed for a wedding. So he asked them, friend, how did you get in here without wedding clothes? The man was speechless. The king said to the people,
The king said to the servants, Bind him hand and foot, and throw him outside in the dark. In that place people will well and grind their teeth. For many are invited, but few are chosen. Capricium went away and put together a plan to trap. Josiah with his own words. They sent him some of their Talmudim and some members of Herod's party. They said, Rabbi, we know that you tell the truth and really teach what God's way is. You are concerned with what other people think about you. Since they pay no attention to a person's status. So tell us your opinions. Does Torah permit paying taxes to the Roman emperor or not? Josiah, however, knowing their malicious intent, you hypocrite, why are you trying to trap me? Show me the coin. used to pay the tax. They brought him a denarius, and he asked them, Whose name and picture are these? The emperor replied, they replied, Josiah, the emperor, they replied, Josiah to them, New give the emperor what belongs to the emperor, and give to God what belongs to God. On hearing this, they were amazed, and they laughed and went away. That same day, Shemtezukim came to them. They are the ones who say there is no such thing as resurrection. So they put to him Shelah. Rabbi Moshe said, If a man dies childless, his brother must marry his widow and have children to preserve the man's family line. There were seven brothers, the first one married and then died. And since he had no children, he left his widow to his brother. The same thing happened to a second brother. And the third, and finally to all seven. After them all, the woman died, now in the resurrection, of the seven. Whose wife will she be? For they all married her. Josiah answered, The reason you go astray is that you are ignorant both of Tanakh and of the power of God. For in, time, for in the resurrection, neither men nor women will marry. Rather, they will be like angels in heaven. And as for whether the dead are resurrected, haven't you read what God said to you? I am the God of Abram, the God of Yeshek, the God of Yochud. He is God, not of the dead, but of the living. When the crowds heard how he taught, they were astounded. But when the Purushim learned that he had silenced the Tadukim, 
they got together. And one of them was a Torah expert asked Hila to trap him. Rabbi, which of the Mishrah in the Torah is the most important? He told him, you are to love Adonai your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. This is the greatest and most important mitzvah. And the second is similar to it. You are to love your neighbor as yourself. All of the Torah and the prophets and the dependence of these two mitzvah. Then turning, turning to the assembled person. Yeshua put a Shelah to them. Tell me your view concerning the Messiah. Whose son is he? They said to him, David's. Then how is it he asked them that David inspired by the Spirit calls him Lord when he says, Adonai said to my Lord, sit here at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet, Yeshiah. If David ca thus calls him Lord, how is he his son? No one could think of anything to say in reply. And from that day on, no one dared put to him another Shelah. So, we see here that the resurrection was being, preaching of the resurrection was being preached, not by the devil or the first sea of the demons. Also, the Yesiah was being tempted by Satan and devil and its demons. But Yesiah did not bow down to Satan's temptations. Yesiah did not bow down to Satan in any way, form, or fashion. And as we see from this, that Yesiah proved to be trustworthy and faithful to the Creator. That's it for my ministries. I got to go. I'm out of time.